All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome back once again to another exciting, fantastic, exhilarating, thrilling, informative episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here with my man, 100 Years. Charlie Chase, baby. I love all the adjectives, Flex. I'm doing a lot of adjective dropping, yeah, yes. It's a lot. I was like everyone in the book. I, I, I got a couple of more. Well, well, well uh, good job, sir. Good job. Well done. Oh, thank you. So you, I impressed you. You did. All right. Somebody played Scrabble when they were a kid. Kid now. I, I seriously, sometimes my wife and I, we play when we're bored. Oh, yeah? Then I, I try to... How about Words with Friends? You ever huh? play that? Words, words with Friends? No, because I got sick of... I, I hate... You know what it is? I hate those... Mo- I love mobile games. I love a lot of them. But I hate the games where you have to wait for so long for somebody to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you have to wait to like... Like I played like the... I used to play uh, Clash of Clans, mm-hmm. but then I got bored of waiting to build up all the giants and everything. I got bored of waiting for like... The, the, the electricity is to, like, charge up so I could play another game. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate games like that. Like, right. I, so, like, yeah, you gotta, friends, you gotta I had to wait for, uh, for your opponent. That could yeah, be I got to like wait six for six hours later. And there's a couple of really cool games, but then I got to wait for somebody else to do it. Like, that's why, but my favorite mobile game, and ah, I just cracked my neck. My favorite mobile game, and, and uh, it's obviously we're not sponsored by anybody, which is fine, but not to sponsor Super, Supercell, mm-hmm. but is uh, Clash Royale. Shout outs to my, to my clan, Lobster Royale. Yes, don't make fun of me. But that yeah, is, I don't know what that is. We are Lobster right. Royale. Yeah, it's like, yo, so that's but, your favorite mobile game? I am addicted to that game. I think Better if than I, uh, Temple Run? Temple think, Run's got to be up there. Temple Run, uh, well, um, you're back in iPhone three days. Yeah, but I mean. No, it's not up there classic. at all. It's, you're back in iPhone three days. That, that's where you're at if you just said Temple Run, so everyone's going to probably have a good laugh. But it's fine. I still love you. Well, I, don't, um, I don't play many mobile no, games, that, as, I, as you can obvi- tell. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> but I, I, not for nothing. It's like I'm trying to, I don't know where it is. Anyways, I'll look it up later. But probably the most used app on my phone is probably Clash Royale. Outside of like, uh, you know, the Adobe Sparks, which is what I make to use, uh, make our old our pictures that mm-hmm. we post up all the time about the injuries on Twitter and uh, Instagram and our, and our story. But Clash Royale, I use, because you know what it is? Like, you don't have to like wait to build up anything. You can play whenever you want. You can play as much as you want. And you play against another actual live person. And it's like, it's things that are happening right then and there. Like, there's no waiting for nothing. Like, you, it, and it's like a lot of strategy involved. It's you. You have a hog rider. Yeah, yeah. Sounds interesting. You have an ice wizard, an electro wizard, a regular wizard. You know, you have an inferno dragon. Okay. Uh, uh, baby dragons. You know, pekkas who love butterflies. Pekkas. Yeah, it's it. I'm t- telling you, like I'm a. You, you see me play that game when I go pick you up in the mornings for the morning show, and oh, I'm, that, that's, that, that's what you're doing. Yeah, I'm playing that. That's 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 like the biggest thing to kill the most time. I love that game. I'm addicted to that game, and it's like the best thing to kill time. Like it really is. Like. Anytime I'm waiting just to do anything, I'll just more likely if I'm not looking at fantasy or doing other stuff, or whatever. If I have like any free time whatsoever, I'm more likely playing that game. That's very uh, not interesting, Flex. Yeah, speaking of Temple Run, there was a Temple Run game that Spider Man that I used to be addicted to that one too, but then I kind of got a little repetitive and I got I got bored of it. 
So, but it was literally just like tempo run. But you had to like instead of just running around it, you had like you had to run, jump, duck, swing, and then mm-hmm. you also climb walls. Like you move the phone in order to climb the walls, but you also had to like hit villains and stuff. And it was really really cool. I I loved it. I was addicted to that one for a while, but then it just kind of got repetitive. So yeah, as most uh, app games are. But uh, I started yeah. playing Fortnite too. What is it with this game? It's just <laughs> taking over like everybody's mind. Like, I, what is it with Fortnite? I started playing Fortnite like, too. Now I see like there's like these big tournaments for Fortnite. Like, what? It's huge. Like, it, like, it, people making like thousands of dollars playing Fortnite tournaments. Thousands, yeah. There's people make, making careers out of this. People getting sponsored left and right. They make you know making careers out of it. Like, yeah. All I know about Fortnite are the weird dances that they do. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the it, it telling you it's taking over every. It's oh. and now correct. If anybody's out there, could correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. And even though I've been playing video games for a long time. I don't remember ever a video game that was so cross-platformed because mm-hmm. you could play on your phone, computer, computer Xbox, PlayStation. Tablet, yeah, doesn't matter where you play. Mm-hmm. You're playing everybody, right? So like when well, my friend was that that other uh, game that that was like on computers and um, World World of Warcraft. Didn't a lot of people like yeah, lose but it's their but mind it, off that. But it's a computer game. That's strictly computers. Computers and I believe mobile phones. I know it's not an Xbox game or a yeah. PlayStation game. I know that. Mobile, yeah, World of Warcraft is huge like that too, but um. Like, I'm playing, like, my boy Ernest, shout out to my man Ernest, mm-hmm. LaPoo, he's uh, teaching me how to play Fortnite, and he's like, go up to this and press X. And I'm like, but I'm on Xbox, there is no X here, you know, there's no circles, there's X, square, and triangles, you know, there's A, B, and Y, and Z. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but I know what he means by what button to where the square is, or the X is on the PlayStation controller, so, but it's, uh, so he's on PlayStation, I'm on Xbox, and we're playing the same game. I can see why it's so popular, I think, because of the fact that it's a free game. Right. You don't have to pay. There's got to be a reason why everyone's playing it. But. I believe the main reason why is because it's a free game. It's got kind of like these cool characters that like, kind of right. look and you get the, you know, and. Uh, is, isn't it like really like interactive with other players, with other users? Like what, you could. Well, that's what I just said is that, you know, it's like, it doesn't, because it's so interactive, you could play on all platforms. Right. That's what, I, that's what you know, that's. No, no, but to, I mean, like you could speak to like someone from like Florida while you're playing. Well, that's like all games, them. though. That's yeah. like Call of Duty, too. That's like, you know, it's like gaming in general. Right. That's right. like, but that's not, that's not much different. I know what you mean, but that's not much different. I know you're not a big gamer, so yeah. that's why I'm saying. That, but that's why you ask them questions like that. But it's fine. But um, it's because it's a free game, and as soon as you jump into it, you don't have to be at like a certain level to be good. You just got to be good. Of course, like anything else, you get used to it. You get you got to be used to you know know how to build, know how the map is, where to go, and what timing to go somewhere. But it's like Call of Duty. If you got to be up at a certain level to get to unlock a certain gun, mm-hmm. and sometimes like me, for example, like I know I'm only good with certain guns. And the guns I gave you in the beginning with are kind of crappy to use. So you have to, and then you unlock other perks. Like one of the perks in Call of Duty you could unlock is like the silent one that I like to use so nobody else could hear you walking around there. But right. you have to level up to unlock that. In um, Fortnite, you don't really have to do that. You just got to find the guns and just be good. That's pretty much it. That's why I guess it's so popular. And all the money is made from you buying extra stuff in the game that's not necessary to play, you know? Right. Well, uh, I'm going to stick to my, uh, my Madden, my 2K, and uh, FIFA. Are we ever going to play? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to play a game of Madden with you for sure. I love how you said play a game of Madden me and then go go straight off. It's a love to destroy you, Madden. That was nice of you, Charlie. I didn't Thank say you. destroy. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. I love how you didn't say I would love to destroy no, you, Madden. You just said play a game. All right, I'm Charlie. Maybe there a little you rusty. Go. I haven't played in like a year, but that's fine. You know, you are, Madden's you, one of those games. You'll be the Cowboys. I'll be the Giants. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> nice. So let's get to football. Let's get to football, Charlie. Weeks week seven already, man. Week seven. Holy cow! Exciting. Yeah. What did you think of that game last night? Huh? What did you think of the game last night? It was a thumping. Yeah, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I'll tell you one thing I'll definitely get off the bat. Off the bat, which just pissed me off about last night. 
Could you think what pissed me off about last night? David Johnson didn't score again. Nope. That's fine, because I went against David Johnson. I don't own him in any leagues. And besides Ferg, which our good friend Ferg, mm-hmm. I tried to trade him for David Johnson, and he didn't bite. So. I told you, David Johnson was a complete stay away from me this he year. He was. So far, you're right about that. Unfortunately, he has to do a lot with game script, unfortunately. Yeah. But no, nonetheless, and he hasn't just been productive but, uh, when he gets to what pissed you off, Lex, about last night? I, I, I haven't looked it up, mm-hmm. and I forgot to look it up today, and I should have looked it up. But I have to look up. What defense scored the most fantasy points ever? Denver had 33. Yeah. yeah Denver had 33 points. I mean, literally, like, I, I went against them. Yeah. By my by, by our friend, uh, the, my friend K uh, Pat, Kieran. Mm-hmm. I'm playing against them, and I'm seeing that, uh, oh, cool, Royce Freeman got a touchdown. Oh, cool, Christian Kirk, you know, granted, they both scored like about nine points, both of them, which wasn't great, but yeah. whatever. Manny Sanders had a game, though. Oh, yeah. I went against him in two of the leagues. Just okay. so you know, I went against him in two of the leagues. Of course, this is how it happens. All right. But, and then I'm looking. I'm like, oh, so Royce Freeman gets a touchdown. All right, cool. I go to check. I'm like, how does he have 22 already? Who's he playing? The defense? The defense, yeah. Well, I mean, they had a pick six within the first minute of the game. But then when, when I, because I didn't tune into the game right away. Because instead I was uh, I load like I touched the ESPN app like as soon as the game started. I'm like, wow, how's it 7 nothing already? Oh, you know what? No, you know what I did last night? I finished watching Iron Fist season two. Because mm-hmm. Daredevil comes out this weekend. So my wife and I are going to watch Daredevil. And then we could watch all the Marvel stuff, her, her and I together. So we finished Iron Fist season two. And then, after you know, and then when I went to the bedroom, I'm watching the football game. She's asleep. And then I see that, the, that uh, Larry Fitzgerald scores a touchdown. All right, it wasn't Christian Kirk. And I finally put Larry Fitzgerald on my bench and he gets a touchdown. That's fine. That happened. I'm not too mad about that. But it brings down his points a little down to 22. They end up with 33. Yeah. What is this? 33. Fumble after fumble. It's interception like a four touchdown game from a quarterback. Sack. Yes. Yeah. What is what is that? Yeah. And it's not as bad. Did you hear Matthew Berry's rant? Oh, yeah. That's that, hilarious. That, that was funny. We, we got to repost that. I got I to repo, retweet that. that. Was gotta, funny. that but, it, but it's so true mm-hmm. what he says, that he's down .9. He's down .9. He <laughs> puts an one Al- point. He puts an Alfred Morris. Yeah. Who gets split touches with Brita, who gets more touches than Brita, even though Brita's been doing better. Right, and Brita was questionable to play that game. And Brita was questionable yeah. to play. And, like, the, uh, the beat writers for the team were saying that, you know what, he might not play. All indications look like right. he's not going to play. I was reading that all of that. Yeah, yeah I was so. posting that up that he was gonna, might Funny. miss some time. And that he doesn't get one point. Yeah. Because that guy, Raheem, or Rashid, I don't even remember his name anymore. Yeah. He, <laughs> for some reason, for nothing. And it, it's true. Sometimes you just you just draft these good teams, and it just so happens like that. And, and, and it is unfortunate, you know? It's the game of fantasy. That's why we love it. So the Denver Broncos, yeah, they scored 33 points against me. I I, I, I don't know. I, I can't call it. I, it is what it is, of it's course. to make sense of it. Of course, it happens to flex. How are you doing fantasy wise overall? For I'm the most I'm part? good. Um, I'm four and four and two in one league, uh, three and three in another. I'm I'm sorry. I'm four and two in two leagues and three and three in another. So so far so good. Uh, daily's been good though. I've been uh, I've been doing pretty well in daily. So I'm happy about that. Pretty well in daily. Yeah. So like, it's it's like I said. Like I mean, it's it it, it like I want to talk about here, and I feel bad for my boy Kento. I gotta talk about my boy Kento, and he's in our he's also in our BFB league, mm-hmm. and. Uh, He's in um he's my co my co commissioner for my Sunday Funday F Monday League, and I just feel for the guy, because he is, <laughs> he's zero six, ouch. And he's a good fantasy player. He is. He loves his fantasy. He's a good fantasy. He's one of my go to fantasy guys all the time when I'm talking. But he's had like a good team. His team is. But granted, he missed a couple of guys first four weeks. Mm-hmm. But look at his teams like Tom Brady, Odell, Julian Edelman, Alshon Jeffries, Jordan Reed. 
you know, b- before we got a Devontae Freeman, LeSean McCoy. Like, on paper, that's a good team. Yeah. Aaron Jones on your bench. Quincy Inouye on your bench. Tevin yeah. Coleman. He's been bit by the injury bug, though. But te- Kevin Tevin Coleman did a backup for Devontae yeah. Freeman. Like, it's a good name, good names on that yeah, team. Yeah. But it's just, unfortunately, underperforming. Like, Odell's underperforming. Yeah. And it's just, but if you think of a team like that, you wouldn't think that they would be 0-6. Oh, six. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel for him. I really do. I really, it's, he, he, he renamed his team to Always Next Year. <laughs> just so you know, he renamed his team. Always to, next year. Before Halloween, this fantasy season's over. You know what's funny, though, is that most of the mock drafts he did, because for the most part, we always know what pick we're going to have ahead. Mm-hmm. And most of them he did. He thought he was getting Melvin Gordon in most of them. He didn't get him in one he single one. one. So Melvin he's Gordon's like, he said it year. too. He got Devontae Freeman in a lot. And he says, like, oh, how much the tables would have turned if I had Melvin Gordon. Yeah. It's true. Freeman was another stay away for me this year. I don't know. Just something about him I wasn't. I wasn't feeling in the preseason. But um, going back to what you said more about yesterday, Josh Rosen's performance, not good at no. all. Not good. Not good. Not good. Looked terrible. Looked terrible. And, uh, yeah. Rookie quarterbacks behind an offensive line. Bad offensive line. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh, just so let's go through real quick about who's hurt so we can get rest uh, on with the rest of the show to prepare you for week seven, which is coming up. And then next week, we have uh, week eight. Which will be the halftime mark, and then the week after that, we'll do our special uh, mid-season yeah. awards since we're at the halftime. It's just, it's sad. You know, mm-hmm. I just realized I just said it. But half the season's over for fantasy football. Half the season, yeah, it goes by. It's quick, almost man. over. It's almost over. We're yeah. almost there at that. It's, it's sad. I mean, we're might as we're just about at the halfway point. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Playoffs start at you know week fourteen, week fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, for fantasy so. football-wise, yeah. Fantasy yeah. football, yeah. yeah it's so. sad. It's sad. Um, Goes but, by quick, Flex. And it's going to be special next week because next week you're going to – I am not going to be here for the next two shows. Well, yeah. no, sorry. Next week I'll be here for the two shows. Mm-hmm. We'll be here for the, two, for the Tuesday morning show, and then we're going to do our show a little bit earlier Thursday because Thursday night I'm going away with my wife to Ecuador. Yes. We're going to go visit her family. So then the week after that, week eight, is going to be kind of special because you're going to be doing a lot of the – taking over a lot of the best – Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Should- excited? Should be good. Uh, we'll see. We, we may have some uh, special guests come in for one of the shows. So how's your intro going to be? Working out. Well, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress. Go ahead, show Flex. me. It's a work in progress. So start stay, the music up, Caleb, real stay, quick. Start the intro music real quick. I want to see how he's going to do it. Bureau, stay tuned. No, actually, don't because wait, I don't start the whole intro music because I, w- I will see if you start at the end. <laughs> stay tuned, bureau. Uh, Josh Allen for the Who's Heard program. Josh Allen is out this week, and Derek Anderson is going to get a start. I would have loved. The Colts' defense to play even more if Nathan Peterson was playing. But still, nonetheless, Derek Anderson is playing, so I still like the Colts as a good streaming option this week. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is out for at least a month with a groin injury. Now, yeah, boy. Uh, yeah, it is my boy. He's done the, you know, the the whole mat, you know, the whole mat for, too, for a little bit too long, too many times. Now he's got a groin injury. It's caught up with him. Uh, so if you could pick up. It's also possible he could be placed on the IR. So if for some reason you could pick up Doug Martin or Jalen Rashad, look into that. All right, uh, for the Redskins, uh, lots going on over here. I just say Redskins in general because Crowder is out with an ankle injury. Paul Richardson is doubtful because of his shoulder, and Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson are questionable for Sunday's game. Dalvin Cook is out. Leonard Fournette is out. Big news over there in Jacksonville. Yeah. Carlos Hyde being traded to the Jaguars. Carlos Hyde acquired from the Browns. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I like it. I mean, look, the uh, the Cleveland Black uh, uh, backfield was, you know, cluttered. You know, it was a timeshare. There was no lead back, but... You know, we'll we'll see. Uh, I think it's interesting to see what uh, what Nick Chubb does if, you know, him getting you know twenty plus carries a game. Yeah, I'm interested I, to see what what happens with that. It's funny if Marshawn Lynch is put on the IR. I think like it's going to be Oakland and Browns are going to kind of like same backfield, kind of almost like the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Like Chubb and Doug Martin are going to be like the Sony Michelle, and then Duke Johnson and uh, uh, Jalen Richard are going to be like the James White. 
So it's kind of like that's how. I mean, Duke Johnson and, and Nick Chubb. What Chubb and Martin are going to be like Sony Michelle, and then Johnson and then Jalen Richard are going to be like James White. Okay. But you confused? No, Ch- Chubb and Johnson are on the same team. For the Browns and the Raiders, right? Chubb is going to be to the Browns, right? But and you said Chubb and Martin That's because right. Chubb and Martin are both going to play for their teams the Sony Michelle role. And Duke Johnson and Jalen Richard for their teams mm-hmm. are going to play the James White role. All right, Flex. <laughs> All right, I, I guess so. How, you, how do you not get what I'm trying to say? I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, it's you. You said a lot. Was saying a little, but good. I, I don't understand how you're confused. I don't. Anyway, good. So you don't have to deal with party people. Uh, Leonard Fournette is, uh, like I said, is out. T.Y. Hilton looks like it's all green lights for him to return. And another one back to play again. Thank God, finally, Evan Ingram is back to play. Okay, now going on for week seven to start you off for the week. Uh, Charlie, you want to start us off? Yes, let's get into it, guys. Um, a lot of games to get to, and uh, we don't have much time. So Panthers at Eagles. The Eagles are a five-point home favorite with a 45-point game total. So Carson Wentz looks like he's uh, back to full speed here. Um, last week, he had 300 total yards and three touchdowns against your New York Giants and now gets a middle-of-the-pack matchup against the Panthers. So um, he's a, he's a plug-and-play in seasonal, and actually I wouldn't mind getting a little exposure to him in daily this week. Now, um, as far as the pass catchers go on the Eagle side of the ball, it's no coincidence that uh, Zach's Ertz's uh, production has picked up since Wentz has been into uh, re, re- had, uh, reinserted into the lineup. Um, he's got three touchdowns in his last two games and has had at least nine targets in every game. So I like Ertz a lot this week. He's an elite tight end one option, um, and I like a Wertz, uh, I'm sorry, Wentz Ertz stack in daily as well. Now, uh, as far as the Eagles running game goes, now the Panthers run D looked like it was going to be good at the beginning of the year. But if you really look at it, they're giving up five yards a carry. So uh, I wouldn't mind a little bit of a Clement Smallwood uh, in the flex spot here. Um, but I'm, I'm going to limit my exposure to them in daily because I think that they eat into each other's upside. Now, in, in the path, passing game, um, you know, the, the Panthers have struggled to defend the slot this year. We've documented that all year. So uh, look for Nelson Aguilar to get a couple of shots down the field this week. So I love him in daily. That, uh, that Wentz-Aguilar stack in daily is going to be one of my favorite ones as well. So on the uh, on the Panther side of the ball, uh, Cam gets a matchup this week against the Eagles, who, for the most part, have held opposing quarterbacks in check. Uh, but I mean, you know, they've they've held Matt Ryan in check, Andrew Luck, Kirk Cousins, uh, but their secondary is a little bit of banged up. Is a little bit banged up this week, so. Um, I wouldn't mind a little bit of Cam this week. Now, the Eagles' run D has been impressive, but the one place where they have struggled is against pass-catching running backs. So this matchup is tailor-made for CMC. So get a ton of CMC in your in your lineups this week, and you know he's a plug-and-play in seasonal. As far as the pass-catchers go, uh, Funches, I'm going to give him a look here. He had, uh, you know, came to life last week with uh, he caught five balls, 74 yards, and a beautiful 15-yard touchdown in the corner of the end zone where he literally mossed the defender, took the ball like right off his helmet. Did you see it? Yeah, impressive right. touchdown. So, um, you know, plenty of fantasy goodness to go around here. Also, your boy Greg Olson looks like he's back. He's playing in 96% of the snaps, so got seven targets last week. So, wouldn't mind him, you know, giving him a look as well. Now, as far as this game goes, who I like, I hope the Panthers win, but I'm going to go with the home team here. So give me the Eagles. I hope I'm wrong about this one. I hope we're both wrong about that one. But because I have the Eagles as well. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles. 
I hope we're both wrong about that one, to be honest with you. Uh, moving on to Tartars versus Chite. Tartars versus Chite. Combine that one. <laughs> Remixed it. You know I'm not that smart. Uh, Titans versus Chargers. Now, um, I can say that it's okay to play the chart. I think it's fair enough to say that it's okay to play the chart, the Titans defense for the most part week to week. It's okay. They've been pretty solid. Um, I have in some leagues. I've been playing it for the most part, but I don't trust them to add them to your lineup for this week. And with that being said, I also do not love Phillip Rivers for this matchup as much as I do for every other matchup. I know he had a bad week. I get it. I don't think he has two bad weeks in a row. Uh, he's still third in total touchdowns thrown. You know, he's only behind Andrew Luck and Pat Mahomes. But the Titans, on average, they're allowing only 14 nine points yeah. to quarterbacks fantasy-wise. They have a good secondary. Yeah, so, like, it, that's the only thing. Like, um, I know it's only come up to almost, almost half the season because so half the season's coming up and the Titans only allow 14.9 points. But last year... After a full season, they've allowed only 16.2 points on average to quarterbacks. So they've always been pretty good about that. I'm not saying bench rivers. I'm just saying manage expectations about him, you know, because uh, he could definitely ball out. You know, it's a London game. Yeah. You know, I, don't think, I don't think I'm going to bench him. No, nah, I, I wouldn't say bench him. I'm just saying manage expectations yeah, yeah, a little yeah, for him. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, you know, London games get like topsy turvy. You know, the flip, the script gets flipped a little. That London T. Yeah, it feels like it. Uh, now, this isn't a defense where you know where you, this isn't a defense where you're scared that you sit guys like Allen or Gordon. You don't do that. But for the more questionable players, for guys like Eckler, it's kind of a toss up for this one. He's no more than a flex option as best for Austin Eckler. Now, the Titans have given up the ninth most rushing yards so far this year, but also they are their second with allowing the least amount to receiving backs. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like you know running the ball they're not that good, but against the pass catching backs they're pretty good against. So that's where it's like up and down. So Eckler. You know, he's – I would consider him a flex play at best, that's it, but I'm not saying he's safe to play, nothing like that. And the Titans, they're also, like, in the middle of giving up, like, points to the wide receivers. So also, like, both Williams, Mike Williams and Terrell Williams, um, neither of them I really trust for this game much as it is. You know, if you if I wanted to pick one of them, I would pick Tyrell, mm-hmm. but neither of them lately have been doing all that good. Even though Tyrell had a big game last week. Yeah, he got into the box twice. Yeah, but besides that, neither of them have been consistent enough yeah. to trust. And it's – it's a you know it's it's an okay matchup. It's not yeah. like a really good and one. Rivers it's, likes to you know spread the ball around for sure. So yeah, I wouldn't really trust any anybody besides like Rivers, Gordon, and uh, Allen. But like I said, with Rivers managed expectations, and, and then with Eckler as a low end flex, yeah, at best. And I I don't trust him though. But at best is what he is. He you know, um, and for the Titans, really, there's not much love fantasy wise here. Henry is having an absolute terrible season, and he's actually he's he's in there. You know he's being taken. He was being taken in drafts last year towards the end of the third round, mm-hmm. and he's around it for consideration of the worst picks of the year so far. He really oh, yeah. is. He's doing terrible. You know what's crazy? He's ranked actually sixty fourth in fantasy points for running backs. Sixty four. Right. There's sixty three other running backs that are doing better than him. Yeah, yeah. And he was taking third round. You know, so that's what's nuts. Uh, it, it, there's another thing that's nuts. Corey Davis, he leads the entire Tennessee Titans with fantasy points per game. More than Lewis, more than Mariota. I wouldn't play any of them. You know, I mean, if you had to play somebody, play Lewis at you know with the risk. But he's a flex option at best, I said. Because um, the Chargers, they do give up the fifth most points to, to the receiving type backs. So that's Lewis is the only one that's flex consideration of the entire Titans backfield if you want to play somebody from there. But it's not a good thing. It's not a good offense. Like I said, Corey Davis leads them all with fantasy points per game. Corey Davis is averaging 11 points per game, mm-hmm. and that leads all Titan players. So that's not that great there. So uh, I try to avoid the Titans for the most part if you can. With all that being said, I have the Chargers. I have the Chargers as well. Moving on. All right, so Bills at Colts. Colts are a 7.5 home favorite with a 43-point game total. Now, Andrew Luck, what can you say about the guy? Record um, season almost for past attempts. Yeah, 288 attempts so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
um, so far this year. And second in the league in touchdowns with 16, trailing only one Patty Mahomes. Now, the Bills' defense has been surprisingly good this year, um, and they've held elite level quarterbacks in check this year. I mean, if you look at the list of quarterbacks that they've held in check, check this year, it's really impressive. Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, so it's not a cupcake matchup for Andrew Luck by any means, but, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess if you're a Luck owner, you're going to start him. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is is that he get, does get, you know, his man uh, T.Y. Hilton back after missing the last two games. But the problem is is that Hilton draws a really tough matchup this week, uh, and in all likelihood, he's going to be shadowed by Shadavius White, who's been great so far this year. So if I'm a Hilton owner, I'd probably hold him out one more week uh, because, look, he's coming off an injury and it's not really the best matchup for him. So I'd look elsewhere. Um, now, as far as pass catches for the Colts, one person you do want to look at who's putting up elite level numbers this year is my boy, Eric Ebron. He's uh, third in, in targets, um, first in red zone targets among tight ends and leads the league. Uh, among all pass catchers with six touchdowns, I mean, he's tied with a couple of other players, but six touchdowns so far this year. He's having a, you know, he's reached a point where he's uh, matchup proof. So plug and play for me. Also, I don't mind, you know, playing the Colts D this week. They get up, they go up against a journeyman uh, quarterback, Derek Anderson. So, you know, I wouldn't mind having a, a little bit of exposure to, to the Colts D. In seasonal, I'm playing them, and they're going to be one of my favorite options in daily this week as well. Uh, speaking of Derek Anderson uh, and that juggernaut of a Bills offense that they have, um, where do you look here for fantasy goodness? I mean, I don't think there's one Bill that you could literally play with confidence. I mean, if you have to look at one person, I guess Shady McCoy, just based on volume, uh, the last two weeks he's had at least 19 touches. So, I mean, yeah, I guess. But the Colts D has been holding opposing running backs to 3.6 yards a carry, so not the greatest matchup for Shady. Uh, pass catchers, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin, no thank you. Um, did you see what Kelvin Benjamin did last week when he refused to work on pregame routes with Josh Allen? No. Yeah, un- unacceptable, man. If I was a GM of that, I would get him out of there. What do you do? Some, um, the quarterback, Josh Allen, wanted to work with him on pregame routes before the game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. Hmm. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. Hmm. And little do you know it, if you go back and look at the game-winning pick six, mm-hmm. he ran the wrong route. Mm. No, so, I didn't see that. Wow. So karma is, uh, you, you know what? Wow. Good insight. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, Shady McCoy may be the only play, but I don't feel good about it. So uh, in this game, give me the home team. Give me the Colts. I'm taking the Colts as well. I'm a little more confident playing Shady, not for nothing, to be honest with you, uh, because of the fact that. Colts Rundy is playing good, though. They're playing pretty good. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, like, Shady is going to get the bulk of the carries, and the Colts have given up 25.4 fantasy points to opposing running backs so far this year. So I do like Shady. Don't love him, but I like him as, like, a mid-flex Type with upside, yeah, because of the opportunities, and I and uh, just once again, I, I you know just disagreeing. I'm not saying you're wrong. You could be right. I also disagree with your fact about what you were saying against Ty Hilton. I'm more confident to play him. The Bills are ranked seventh for giving up the most wide points to wide receivers, a total of 32.9. With an offense at that pass happy and Ty Hilton being Andrew Luck's favorite guy. I'm all in on, on T.Y. Hilton for this week. Yeah, I mean, I get, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Coming I get off what, of injuries, being shadowed by one of the best corners in no, the league. I, I get what you're saying, but like I said, it's a very pass-happy offense, and the Bills have are seventh for giving out the most points to wide receivers. So for that alone, I am happy with no no worries about deploying uh, T.Y. Hilton, especially with Ryan Grant also out. Uh, so less you know targets to share around. Uh, I got the Colts as well for this game. So moving on right now to the Vikings and the Jets. And what's crazy about the Jets, the Jets are 3-3, three and three, and besides the Knicks – 
the Jets and the Islanders had the best record for all New York teams. Yeah. The Knicks have the best 1-0. Yeah, 1-0. Oh. Oh. Yes. 1-0. Oh. Brooklyn tonight. Yes. We do play Brooklyn. They're, they're going to be 0-2, hopefully. We shall see. 0-2. Because they lost the Nets. Oh, okay. The Nets are going to be 0-2 is what I mean. Uh... Crowell is currently listed as officially questionable for this game, by the way. So keep your eye on that. We will keep you updated on our social media platforms. As always, follow us on Instagram yeah, at BFB. Just Pod- banged up. A little bit, yeah. Follow us on our Instagram at BFB Podcast and follow us on our Twitter at Podcast BFB. And we will keep you updated as best we can about the injuries for the Jets players. A new one is definitely out. We're going to see an uptick for Powell. I still can't trust him, though. The Vikings give up the fourth lowest overall points to running backs right now. And uh, the Vikings are just outside the top 10. They're sitting at 11th for the least points allowed to wide receivers as well. So it's 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 hard to trust any Jet here for the most part. It really is. I mean, if you want to play one, I would say Curse. Yeah, I, the, I like Curse this week. The reason I would say Curse is because Anuwa is out and Robbie Anderson has a hamstring injury also. Mm-hmm. He was back at full participation in practice today, so it looks like he's going to play. Yeah. But only because of the fact that maybe he might re-aggravate it. That's the only reason why I'm saying that Curse is my right. favorite and, one. But I don't want to play any of them. Right. And Curse will avoid that Xavier Rhodes shadow because he runs that's most who. of his routes out of, out of the slot. Very good point, Charlie. Yes, that's who. Um, and, yeah, so then they were saying that. But uh, regardless, though, it's, it's just not a good matchup for the Jets, guys. And outside of that, you play them all. You play all of the Vikings for the most part. Okay, now Dalvin Cook is out. Retavius Murray, to me, is a running back, too. If he's available for some bad reason in your league – Take them, make everybody pay for it. It is a great week to play Latavius Murray. The Jets have allowed so far over the past five games 114 plus and plus yards, and and um and all these touchdowns in the past five games. And not even that, they've also allowed 300 or more yards through the air and two touchdowns in the past two weeks. So this 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 is this is a great spot for all Vikings players. Um, you know, yeah, and that Jets uh, Jets secondary is banged up. So yeah, the pass that's, catchers. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were yeah. 300 yards over the past over the past two games, and mm-hmm. like, running the running the ball, they've given up 114 yards and more over the past five games. So this is great for all of them. I if if, if I should have to tell you to play Thielen, I'm not going to get into it. If I do, seriously, find yourself another hobby. This mm-hmm. is not the hobby for you if you're questioning about. And is not for you. I don't care who else is there. You know what I mean? I don't care if, if, if the great Jerry Rice in his prime is there. You play Adam Thielen. He's the best wide receiver right now in fantasy. So don't think too much about that. Uh, I have the Vikings. I have the Vikings as well. Yes, sorry, Joe. Were... Sorry, Joe. No. I'm going with the Vikings. No, you're not. No. All right, moving sorry, on. Sorry, Joe. You're welcome, Jeff. <laughs> oh, yeah, my boy, Jeff. Yeah, so say you're welcome, Jeff. He's going to be at the game this week. Nice, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he should be. Yeah, it's a home shout, game. That's shout right. out to Jeff, man. Enjoy the game. It's a home game, yep. Um, so moving on, Browns at Buccaneers. Uh, Bucks are a three-point home favorite with a big 50-point total this week. This is one of the games that I'm really looking forward to this week. I think there's going to be plenty of scoring. So famous Jameis uh, went back uh, in the starting lineup last week and responded with the number one QB performance against that awful Atlanta defense. Now, he does get a little bit of a tougher matchup against the Browns defense, who've only yielded top 15 performances only once this year to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, But he's an interesting play in daily because I think you're going to get him at lower ownership. I also don't mind uh, Famous Jameis as a streaming option this week. So um, look for that. Now, as far as the um, Payne Barber came back to life last week, uh, mm-hmm. and he's an interesting flex play this week. Now, the Browns have struggled against the run, so uh, Barber did show a spark. So I wouldn't mind looking at him and, you know, having a smidge of him in daily as well. Um, Mike Evans, you know, was very disappointing last week and now draws a matchup against super rookie Denzel Ward, who's really emerging as a shutdown corner. I mean, you know, we all shook our heads, you know,
you know, during the draft, like when they took him, but it's looking like they made the right pick. Uh, that that kid's bowling out. So the the target here is uh, Goodwin. Uh, he's been on the right side of tar- uh, touchdown. Godwin. Godwin, sorry, I keep messing that up. It's okay. Uh, Godwin, he's on. Um, he's been on the right side of touchdown variance. He scored in five of the last six games. Um, I don't know if that's sustainable, but fame, famous Jameis looks like he's got a good rapport with him, and he does look for him. So I wouldn't mind getting a little bit of exposure to Goodwin as well. Now, the interesting play here is O.J. Howard, who looks to be fully recovered from his MCL sprain. <sighs> what? You don't like O.J. Howard? No, I love O.J. Howard. I just didn't like him last week when I had Kevin Ray in two leagues. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a, that's a uh, sore spot for you. Mm-hmm. But um, but he is going up against the Browns defense who's missing their mid and linebackers. So Howard should have you know plenty of opportunities here. Now, um, on the other side of the ball, Baker Mayfield. I'm excited to start Baker Mayfield this week in daily. Uh, I think he's got an opportunity to really ball out this week. That Buccaneers defense has been horrendous so far this year. So um, I look for Mayfield to be low-owned this week, and he's one of my favorite plays in daily. And if he's available as a streaming option, get him into your lineups. I think he's going to be one of the best streamers this week for sure. Now, as far as the pass catchers go, um, you know, uh, Juice uh, Juice Landry, what's going on with him? Someone needs to be put out a PBA for Juice Landry. He's like he used all his emotions in um, Hard Knocks. Yeah, in Hard Knocks, man. Like, come on. But he has nothing look, left. If there's a get right spot for him, it's going to be here because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been torched by receivers in the slot this year. So if there's ever going to be a get right spot for Landry, this is it. On top of that, uh, David and Joku is also a plug and play this week. The the Buccaneers have absolutely struggle against opposing tight ends. So wouldn't mind having a little bit of a joke. I love him in daily as well. Um, and as far as the running backs goes now with the, uh, you know, with the move of Carlos Hyde, I think Nick Chubb becomes, you know, a little interesting here. I don't know if I would play him in this matchup, but moving forward, um, you know, get some exposure to Nick Chubb. Um, this is going to be a really, really fun game. It's a, it's a toss up as to who I want, but um, I guess give me the home team. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. We got something different now. But I think it's going to be a, a high-scoring game. And, you know, wouldn't be surprised if the Browns win, but I'm going to take the Bucks. I have the Browns. All right. Moving on. The Patriots versus the Bears. This is a good game to watch, yeah. I believe. It's going to be a good game. And Tom Brady and his Patriots are starting to get things rolling now. Julian Edelman is back. They have a strong run game with Sony Michelle. James White is balling out. Josh Gordon's stock is rising. Mm-hmm. It's so You know what? It's trust to, tr- to trust. It's tough to trust. Gronk. No, the Bears defense this weekend. I didn't oh. mention Gronk for a reason. Um, of course, you can't drop the defense either, especially with the Bills and the Jets coming up. I don't say to drop the Bears defense. Mm-hmm. It's just if you have somewhere else to look, go ahead. I mean, Brock Osweiler and the Miami Dolphins last week scored 31 oh points on God. the on the Bears. So I can only imagine what Tom Brady and his Patriots will do to this team. Um, Allen Robinson, he's coming off two straight games with two, with, with touchdowns. Uh, he's a little bit banged up. I really don't see him more than a flex play at best, to be honest with you. Uh, but that's really much about it. The interesting thing here with the with the Bears is their run game. That is by far the most interesting thing. Um, Tariq Cohen, he's starting to play more and more like we thought he was going to play in that Matt Nagy offense. In the Bears' first three games, Howard played 136 snaps and Cohen just 75. But over the last two games, Howard played 64 of the snaps and Cohen plays 59 of the snaps. If you look at the percentages of the two, look at it this way, who touched the ball. In the first three games, Howard touched the ball 46.3% of the time, and Cohen touched it just 28% of the time. But now the past two games, 
Cohen touches the ball 54.2% of the times. It's trending more in his direction. Mm-hmm. He's getting more to snap counts, more to percentages, and he's doing more with it. He's getting more to fantasy points. He's a pass-catching type back. And the Pats defense, they give up the fifth most receiving yards to running backs. Yeah. You know, so it's like he's a really good play here. And Howard is like a big enough of an enigma here in this in, in this thing. You know, like I actually traded for Tariq Cohen. I gave Julian Edelman. Shout out to my boy Zim. I gave Julian Edelman for Tariq Cohen and Jordy Nelson because I needed a running back. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of – I know I'm taking the risk because Julian Edelman is kind of solid. Tariq Cohen, I know it's risky to see if he'll keep this trend going. If he'll stay on this path, it's uh, yet to be seen. But so far, it looks like he will. Um, like I said, uh, you know, Jordan Howard, though, is a bit of an enigma. He has not caught a single pass in the past two games. And New, and New England's defense is the thing. They've allowed just one, just one single rushing touchdown so far. So the other team that has allowed no rushing touchdowns is the Bears. Mm-hmm. They're, the only t- they're the only team so far in the NFL that has allowed no rushing touchdowns. So with that being said, Michelle. Sony Michelle for the past for the past three games fantasy points go like this. They go 17.2, 17.8, and 22.6. Yeah, it's balling out. This, of course, is with Michelle also not catching a lot of the passes because that work goes to James White. Sony Michelle has only one catch for 12 yards in the past three games. Now the problem is if you take away the four touchdowns in the past three games, his numbers look like 11.2, 11.8, and 10.6. They look like flex worthy numbers for a running back. That's if you take away those touchdowns. So that's why it's going to be a difficult like game to expect something big from him because the Bears have yet to give up a rushing touchdown. And Sony Michel, his fantasy value comes from those rushing touchdowns. Now, he gets all the opportunities, and he's going to keep getting the opportunities for it. I'm not saying sit Sony Michel, kind of another Philip River thing. Just manage your expectations. Um... And so far with the Patriots side, I'm going to tell you, you play, you play, of course, Edelman. You play Gordon. Uh, he has kind of a boomer bust feel here, and I think the chances are more boom than bust, seeing how the Bears give up the fifth most points to wide receivers, actually, believe it or not. And on average, the team wide out, the teams, the, the wide outs against the Bears, they get about 44.2 per, uh, points per game. So I see a lot of points yeah. for Edelman and Gordon this game. And Gronk, I mean, what can you say? You, you just got to play him. You got to play him. You got to yeah, write it out. you have to play him. I mean, Gronk is averaging 11 points per game. The Bears, on average, are giving to tight ends uh, 13 points per game. So, just you're, you're drafting them high. There's everyone yeah, else. I mean, is, you got to play him. Every other tight end out there is dead. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. just play him. Just play Gronk. All right, I got the Patriots. I got the Patriots as well. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Moving on. All right, so Lions at Dolphins. Lions are two point road favorite uh, and a 46 and a half point expected uh, total for this game. Now, last week. Brock Eisweiler with the back from the dead performance last week. Jesus Christ, keeping up with the uh, Halloween theme. Uh, 380 yards and three touchdowns against one of the league's best defense, and now welcomes in a Detroit defense uh, who's you know been playing a, a better than expected and gets their best uh, best their best pass rusher back this week. Their best fishing game. Yeah, best. Okay. Ezekiel uh, Ansha, who missed the last four games with a shoulder injury, is back. So um, I think that Brock is going to come a little bit back down to earth this week. So um, obviously you're not playing Brock in seasonal or in daily. Uh, I mean, if you'd have played him in daily last week, you'd have been sitting pretty. But uh, I think he comes back to life uh, this this week. Now, uh, as f- uh, this is a smash spot for the Dolphins' running game. Uh, Detroit has been gashed on the ground so far this year. So I like Kenyon Drake again this week. Um, he's getting running around nine touch- 19 touches a game. Uh, and I wouldn't even mind if, um, you know, getting a little bit of Frank Gore as well. I mean, Frank Gore, the ageless wonder, just keeps on I wouldn't mind either. Away. So, uh, you know, as a low-end flex play, there's worse than you could do than than Frank Gore in this matchup. I agree now, with you so much, Charlie. Yeah. So, uh, 
Now, the strengths of the uh, of the Lions' defense has been their pasties, so the Miami's pass catchers are going to be a little bit of a stay away uh, this week. I know that they had a big game last week, but they also threw the ball 44 times, so I think game script had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Albert Wilson, I mean, look, he did have that big touchdown last week, so it really, you know, made his numbers look a lot better than, than they were. Um, so, look, I'm... Manage your expectations for the uh, Miami pass catchers this week. Now, on the other side of the ball, you know, Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's been so disappointing so far this year. You know, so far, he's only had one top 12 performance this year in the first six weeks of the season. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's a, that's a little disappointing. Now, um, you know, the Lions running game is a complete, you know, timeshare, but, um, you know, complete stay away. Now, as far as the pass catchers go, get every single one of the Lions pass catchers into your lineup. Uh, Tate, Jones, and my man, Kenny Galladay, uh, is a plug-and-play. I love Galladay this week in daily, in seasonal, in all formats. Um, so plenty of fantasy goodness for the Lions pass catchers. In this game, I like the Lions. I like the Lions as well. If Brock Isles Wilder comes out of nowhere, I don't know, but I like the Lions as well. All right, moving on to the uh, Texans and the Jags. Texans and the Jags now. Um Last week the Jags, you know, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but last week the Jags they have a load, loud, uh, load, loud, blah, 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 blah. My bad. Allowed the most fantasy points since 2015. Before that, they were before last week's game, they were allowing only 17.2 per points per game. Your Cowboys scored 40 on them. 40 burger. Yep. Uh, Hopkins is the only real must start here. We'll see how matchup proof he really is. Uh, he's sixth in the league, and not for nothing with the red zone targets. So he still has like a lot of fancy implication points here. He's the only one that you really do stick and play. Watson to me is not a good play this week. He's thrown at least an interception in every single game so far this year. The Jags lead the league in pressuring the pocket, and that O line cannot protect Watson for anything. Honestly, besides Hopkins, everybody else gets a downgrade this year. Even Kiki Cutie, who I'm a big fan of. You know what's funny? I don't know if you know about this, but Kiki Cutie, his quarterback in college, was actually called Holmes. That was his last name? Holmes. And now he has Watson throwing him the ball? Holmes? Watson? No? Sherlock Holmes? Get it? Get it? No? Okay, cool. Anyways, uh, you didn't get that. Got to be quick with I, that. Caleb I got, got it. it. Flex. It's just, Caleb you know. didn't get it either. All right. So, <laughs> um... Uh, Fournette, is, Fournette is out this week, and Yeldon, to me, is a strong run uh, RB2. The Texans have allowed 22 points per game to running back so far this season. So, to me, he's a safe play. And Blake Bortles is also good, but not for nothing. I actually like him better than Watson this year. I'm actually playing Joe Flacco this year, this game. I'm actually playing Joe Flacco over Watson, too, because of the, the matchup. Uh, I like Bortles here. I just don't love him, but he's still like a strong flyer. The Texans have allowed, on average, 17 points per game to the quarterbacks. Not much more to see here. I don't see Carlos Hyde really getting doing much work here, but he's probably going to get like a touch here or there. But besides that, I don't really see him doing much. Uh, but in this game, it's very simple for me. I'm taking the Jags. I'm taking the Texans. Nice, Charlie. Good job. Taking the Texans. All, All right, right, moving, moving on. on. My Dallas Cowboys traveling to the nation's capital. Uh, Cowboys are a one-point road underdog, and there's a 41.5-point game total uh, for this game. So not a lot of scoring expected. So this is a big game for my Dallas Cowboys. Uh, fresh off a of 40-burger 40, 40 on the Jags, uh, they have a chance to grab first place in the NFC East. So um, I expect them to really you know, play a good game here and, and grab that division lead. Now, last week, Dak finished as a QB2. And now gets a road game against a divisional rival. So I think that the game script's not going to allow him to have a big game um, because I think the Cowboys are going to rely heavily on the run this week. So, um, you know, obviously not starting Dak, and I'm not going to have much exposure to him in daily. Now, 
as far as Zeke the Freak goes, uh, get ready to to ball to get Zeke into your lineups this week because he's going to ball out. He's in an absolute smash spot. Um, you know, the Redskins, you know, their run defense was thought to be the strength of their defense coming into the year, but they ranked 30th. So Zeke is in a complete smash spot this week. Um, in seasonal, obviously, you're playing him. In daily, if you play cash games, listen close to, listen close to me, to, to, uh, to me, Bureau. If you are starting a, a lineup, get Zeke into your lineup and don't even think about it. Against the Redskins, he's had 330 yards and three touchdowns in three career games. So I think that's going to continue this week. Uh, moving on to the Cowboys pass catchers, um, Cole Beasley did have a great game last week, but the Redskins are able to defend the slot um, you know, better than average. So um, maybe Beasley is a little bit of a stay away for me this week. Now, on the Redskins side of the ball, um, Alex Checkdown Smith has returned. Um, I mean, I said it in the preseason that, you know, he is, you know, the definition of a game manager. And now he gets a matchup against a Dallas D that's been bowling out this year. So Alex Smith, no thank you. Um, you know, as far as the Redskins go, Peterson is banged up and now gets, you know, a matchup against a Dallas D who's been giving up 3.3 yards a carry. So, um, I mean, look, I'm a Peterson owner and I'm probably going to look, you know, elsewhere this week. Um, now if you are going to play anyone on the Redskins, I, I think you could look at Maurice Harris, who does play out of the slot. And if there is an Achilles heel of that Cowboys defense, it is defending the slot. So, yep. um, I don't mind getting a little bit of exposure to Harris, uh, flex play for me in seasonal. And I don't mind getting a little exposure to him in daily, uh, big game for the Cowboys this week. And I see them rolling in the Washington, in the uh, nation's capital. So give me the Cowboys. Of course. Who are you going with? Neither. Tie. Yeah, tie. <laughs> you can pick tie. I don't. I don't want it because I know I'm going to lose if it's a tie. Imagine it is a tie though. And I didn't pick it. Wow! Kick myself for that. I know. Nah, I got the Cowboys. All right. I don't like. Well, every time you pick the Cowboys, they they lose. No, so. not last week. Well, last week, yeah. Last week I picked the Cowboys. You picked them last week? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I picked them. Oh, because you picked them because hoping, hoping they would lose. They would lose. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so uh, on. Saints Ravens. Let this, me tell you something here, Charlie. Interesting game. Let me tell you something here. I don't know if you knew this. Tell me, be honest with me. Mm-hmm. That Peyton Manning and Brett Favre are the only two quarterbacks to ever defeat every single NFL team. Did you know that? I've heard something like that. I I, I knew that about Peyton Manning. I wasn't sure about Brett Favre. Peyton Manning and Brett Favre are the only two quarterbacks ever to defeat every single team. And Drew Brees, after already setting records, could become this, the third. Could become the third after already setting records already this year. As it is, he the, could become the, the third. Reflex. As the Baltimore Ravens are the only team in the NFL that as Drew Brees has yet to defeat. They are his Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Let me let you know that. Let me tell you right now, the Ravens have only allowed two quarterbacks 12.5 fantasy points per game. That's it. Yeah. They're, the, the lowest. is playing great. They allow the lowest points per game. Yeah, the D's playing really good. Only 12. But then again... Is that really saying a lot that they only round out 12? Because besides Big Ben and Andy Dalton, those are the best QBs they faced. The other ones they faced are like Nathan Peterson, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota. So it's not really saying much. Uh, Kamarin and Ingram now, hey, listen, you play them both. What can you say? You just play them both. Uh, it's difficult to tell how that's going to work out, though. But just to let you know this also, the Ravens are the best against the run. They've only... How much do you think in total they allowed per, to, for, in total to running back? Not just one running back. Mm-hmm. In total... How much do you think a whole running back's team gets against the Ravens? Combi- what, yardage or? No, points. Fantasy Fan- points. Yeah, just throw out a number. It doesn't have to be. Just throw out um, a number. How much do you think? 
in total, every running back on every on teams. Not I'm saying like every running back, I'm saying per game. How much does the, the teams running backs get? Twelve. Close. All right. Thirteen. All right. Thirteen points on total. That's very low. Very yeah. low. They're the best against that. So not for nothing. Uh, so listen, you still play Michael Thomas. You still play Drew Brees if you like. If you have, I don't think you would have a better quarterback than Drew Brees at this point. I don't think you would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do, uh, I mean, depends on who it is. Let us know. Hit us up at BFB Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, Podcast BFB. We'll help you out with the decision. Uh, the waivers are receivers. On the other hand, I love them all. As I said, I'm playing Joe Flacco over Deshaun Watson since the Saints are giving up the most points to opposing wide receivers. They're giving up a whopping 51.9 points to wide receivers. So play all the Ravens running backs that you want for this game. This game, not for nothing for me, is a tough one to call. Yeah, it is. I'm kind of on the fence about this one. <sighs> I'm going with the Saints. So dramatic. I'm going with the Ravens. I know. I was thinking about giving it to the home team. Give me the home team. I went to write Saints, and I wrote Stains. Stains. <laughs> that's what I really wrote here. I don't stains know. are definitely losing this week. I do. I do. I do love the the band Stain, but that's just so. I went, how do I how do I write Stain from Saints on my keep? I don't know. Whatever. Go on. Moving on. We're almost right, on. Moving on. Bengals at Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs with a five uh, five point five home favorite with a massive fifty eight point total. So this is going to be one of the highest scores in the game of the week, if not the most highest scoring. Now, on the Chiefs side of the ball, Patty Mahomes playing at an MVP level and now gets a sissy, sissy defense that has been absolutely <laughs> sissy. awful. He gets a sissy. Well, the, the defense is playing kind of like a sissy. sissy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday, Flex. Bear with me. I'm loving it. I'm loving this. All right, so uh, Kareem Hunt, the last couple of weeks has been getting very involved in the passing game, and I think going up against that Cincy D that has struggled Just this week. Just say Cincinnati. <laughs> Stop making it harder for yourself. Since that Cincy D um, who has struggled against pass catch and running backs, I look for that trend to continue. So uh, get Kareem Hunt into your lineup, plug and play in all formats. Now, Travis Kelsey is also in a get-right spot after a subpar performance last week. Um, since he gives up, gave up 14 catches to Steelers tight ends last week. So that's a whopping number. So I look for uh, Kelsey to, to have a big bounce-back spot here. Uh, also, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but Tyreek the Freak also gets a good matchup against that Cincy D, and who has been torched this week, uh, this year by opposing wide receivers. So, look, all the Chiefs are plug and play. Um, I mean, you don't need me to tell tell me to tell, tell you to get them into your lineups. Now, also on the Bengals side of the ball, there's a lot of fantasy goodness for them as well because as good as the Chiefs' offense has been, their defense has been just as terrible. Oh so, yeah, it sucks. So and <laughs> it sucks. Andy Dalton, um, also one of my favorite streaming options this week. So if if he's available, I mean, pick him up. I mean, for you, you know, the owners that are on bye weeks this week, uh, get get a little bit of Andy Dalton. I like him in in daily as well, even though this game is not on the main slate. Now, also Joe Mixon, um, you know, had only 15 carries this week, but last week, but did manage to get into the box. I think that he'll be back up to around 20 plus touches this week. So I like my boy Joe Mixon as well. Now, as far as the um, the Bengals pass catchers, give me all the AJ Green and give me all of the Tyler Boyd, um, who's having a breakout year this year. Also, uh, the tight end CJ Uzuma. Um, you know, is not a bad streaming option as well because there's literally no tight ends left. If you could find one, good luck. So this is going to be a shootout. Um, I think that this could be a game where the last team that has the ball wins. Um, so I'm going with the home team. Give me the Chiefs. I wanted to pick the Cincinnati Cincy. Bengals just because of the way you kept messing up the way Cincy. 
but I can't do it when it's made as a cheese. I got the cheese as well. Just so everybody knows, too, Gio Bernard is also still out for this week. Uh, last two games to finish up here. I should have started off first to make this more balanced, but whatever. It is what it is. All right, so last two games to finish off here. Uh, the 49ers and Rams. I'm not going to spend a lot of time about this. I really shouldn't. I really don't have to. I guess uh, just to let you guys know about the 49ers, Don, um, Dante Pettis is out. Uh, George Kittle, you could play here if you want. I mean, because like I said, everyone in the tight end world is dead. There's no other tight ends that exist for the most part out there. And um, tight ends may be extinct by the end of the year. Yeah, probably. And this is actually where, like, the Rams give up their most points for the most part. This is where they're a little bit more exposed. They give up 12 points on average to opposing tight ends. So now going against George Kittle, they could be giving up a good amount of points maybe. We'll see. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, my recommendation, wait another week. Mm-hmm. He could definitely have another ball out week. I would just think it'd be, it'd be hard. hard to. That's what I yeah exactly. Sit him after what he did last week. It'd be hard. Well, no, I thought you were going to continue agreeing with me. It's going to be hard to sit him after last week, but I think it's going to be harder for him to put up those same numbers against a Rams defense that's so strong. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend waiting one more week. Now, that's that's just saying. That's not saying that he that yeah. could be wrong. I could but be you don't wrong. I think uh, game script may allow them to you know be playing from behind and passing um, the ball a ton. Uh, that that was the game script last night for the Cardinals. Nobody from the Cardinals played out right. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So it it could be game script, whatever it is. I just it's it's just such a good defense and not a great offense. So uh, Matt Breida, if you want, play him. I mean, if you don't, I'm sure you probably maybe don't have a better running back option. He's still doing well, so play him. Don't play Alfred Morris. Don't play Raheem. Whatever. Whatever his name is, the other guy. Uh, not really much else to talk about that except for the fact, you know, obviously you, um, Cooper Cup is out, so you play everybody else from the Rams. I have the Rams in this one. You have the Rams. I'm not I have the ask Rams. You. Yep, that was. Yep, I know you did. In uh, the last game, last game, just to finish it all out, the Falcons versus Giants the Giants. At Falcons Monday Night Football. This is a game. This is this is one the Giants have to win. This you have to win. This you have to win. You cannot lose this. <laughs> Stop getting, laughing I'm, at me. I'm getting deja vu, but good. <sighs> you have to win this Giants. You have to win this. This is a game for you to win. But let me just let, tell you right now, it is a game that you could win. The Falcons are the fourth most to give the, the fourth most to wide receivers. They give up the third most to running backs. They give up the second most to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. The only one they're pretty good against is the kickers and tight ends. That's the only ones they pretty much stop for the most part. The Giants are second. Give up the second least points to wide receivers. Calvin Ridley was in practice for limited. Uh, Muhammad Sanu was out. The kicker, Matt Bryant, is out. So just so you guys know, this is a game where the Giants could definitely win. Granted, the Falcons' offense is really good, mm-hmm. but the Falcons, um, you know, but the Giants, listen, to wide receivers at least, they do keep them in check fantasy-wise. Fantasy-wise, they keep the wide receivers in check. You still play Matt You still play uh, Matt Ryan and all, this other, and all these other guys there. You play Tevin Coleman. I like Edo Smith better than Tevin Coleman for this game, not for nothing. I feel like taking the Falcons just to give my Giants good luck because I don't be the bad luck guy, but I'm going for one more week. One more week, I'm going with pride, and I'm going to say my Giants, and you're going to say Falcons, so I'm going to write that down. Yeah, give me the Falcons. It's going to be a fun game, though. Bold predictions so we can finish this out. All right, bold predictions. You want to go first or? Go first. Go, go, go. All right, so my bold prediction is that Jarvis Landry and David Njoku combined for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Book it. That's, yeah. My bold prediction for this week, Latavius Murray scores Three touchdowns and rushes over 100 Ooh, yards. Against the New York Jets. Sorry, two touchdowns, not three. I just looked at three and three. That's why they're, 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 they're uh, three and three. Go two, with three. Be bold. Nah, 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 nah. Two, two, two. Let's be nice. I like the Jets, right? All right, okay, let's get set us up over here. All right, once again, party people, that is it. Just to let you know, once again, very little time left to get the Saquon Barkley autograph football. There's very little time. Make sure you hit us up. Make sure you tweet us. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on our iTunes. Make sure you write reviews about us every single way you can. Hit us up in any way possible to let us know about that you want that Saquon autograph f- f- uh, football. 
Hit us up. We'll answer all your questions that we can. BFB Podcast on Instagram. Podcast BFB on Twitter. Once again, Charlie wants to go out to the party people. Hero, enjoy week seven. Until next time. Hit Peace. us up. Hit us up whatever you need. Success and nothing less, party people. Peace. <laughs>